Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and you are here at Jill's Journals Out Loud. And today is Tuesday. I believe it's August 23rd, 2022. For me, it's the morning getting late fast because time moves infinitely faster than I do. Uh, but I wanted to touch on this idea that sort of hit me this morning. I had a little bit of a flood, and that would be a chemical response flood, not a literal one on the ground. So we're just going to take a deep breath as I recall my stress and I wanted to pass it on to you because you've heard me talk about how I want us to move forward with this idea of information consolidation. And so part of that idea, because we're focusing on our nervous system, uh, we're focusing on what we can do in the sea of endless uncertainty and how and why we want to move ourselves forward. The word that came to my mind was endless outrage. And you saw that in the title. Uh, and I was listening to you know another litany of uh, you know all the bad things that people are doing, and they are all horrific, and there's just no end. We're at this endless cycle of outrage. And what's interesting about that is, you know, a lot of the quote-unquote outrage, I think, that a lot of us are witnessing, we're laughing at. You know, that's kind of people who are outraged about things that are silly or unimportant, maybe according to us. But the energy is the same. Whether we are outraged, uh, as I had mentioned a while ago, which is now escalating, uh, people in Ukraine, whoever, is bombing or attempting to, I guess there was a gunfight there yesterday, uh, or attempting to get the, the coolant, the radiated coolant out of the nuclear plant to leak to set off uh, a tactical nuclear detonation, which will affect everybody. And yeah, that's far away, but it is outrageous that anybody would even be participating in this. And you know, to the other extreme of just whatever is going on in your own little tiny world that feels outrageous. My outrage at the tiny level is we've had so much rain, we've had so many weeds and flowers which are awesome and beautiful, but they are a nightmare in terms of trying to just even walk through. And uh, I'd moved the trailer, and so I'm now in the meadow. But I'm just, you know, drenched and covered in pollen, I guess, because I had a huge sinus thing this morning. And so it's, you know, I'm outraged at my own limitations that I have to still mess around with this, uh, this late in the game. And so outrage is just a word, but it's also a very powerful energy. And you would be hard-pressed to pay attention to the headlines at this moment in time and not feel outraged at what people are doing, what people are not doing, what people are saying, what people are not saying. There's an endless quality to it. There's just no day that some new horror show event seems like does not get revealed. And we only have so much capacity to take in these kinds of energies. And why I called it the price and purpose of outrage is there is a cost to us to one have it and one to witness it. You know, we're outraged by what's going on around us because it's just unbelievable that what's happening is happening and that, you know, there's a sense of helplessness that we can't stop it. 
But the observation of the endless outrage, I know for myself, and this is why, you know, I was thinking about this morning, is what it's taking out of me. And I cannot feel good inside and be legitimately, or in, uh, I want to say not legitimately, but it being uh, engaged in the energy of my outrage versus just an intellectual observation without an emotional response to it. If I'm emotionally responding to the outrage of events, there is a price, a cost to me personally. And so, you know, on the one hand, uh, you know, there's a lot of focus on what, quote unquote, others, uh, the bad people, the bad guys, whatever you want to call them, are socially engineering, intentionally doing to us by using all these outrages to make us crazy and, and outraged. Uh, but there's also our own participation in the observation and the emotional engagement. And, you know, it's good. Anger is good for a little while. But the cost of anger, you got to remember your nervous system is fight, flight, freeze. And if you're having a powerful nervous system response to a legitimate outraged emotion, you're still paying the price to it. And I was thinking about the energy of anger uh, and outrage and that you might have what feels like a appropriate rage, anger, fury, I like rage and fury as words, uh, response to something horrific, but what that does, right, is it floods you and then it crashes you. And if you do not have a follow-up time, usually of greater uh, length than the anger itself, to recover what we talked about with fear, all those stress chemicals. If you're not dealing with managing them, discharging them, clearing your system, and then giving your system basically positive energies, positive uh, emotion, positive experiences, then you're always running at a deficit. And one of the reasons my language is moving towards this energy thing is that's one of those sort of spiritual things they talk about. Oh, everything is energy. It doesn't really mean anything, but I feel like it's taken on a new meaning for me as I just don't have any. Uh, and the world is running out of energy at the same time. I mean, there's an intentional uh, collapse of all the energy systems, whether it's money, whether it's food, whether it's fuel, whether it's to heat our home or drive our cars. It's sort of a big global personal thing, and I'm like, maybe it's time to revisit this in terms of terminology and the nervous system is really the accelerator on your own personal energy system uh, you know it goes to the floor if you're angry or you're fearful it needs an immediate strong powerful reaction uh, and then sometimes you just need to coast sometimes you need to take your foot off the accelerator altogether right you just need a break sometimes you need to park the car and just sit on the side of the road and watch the sunset or sunrise and it's, again, you know, I don't feel like I'm telling anybody or myself anything new. It's all painfully obvious to say it out loud. But this is the big disconnect, you know, for 99.9% .9 of us, you know, myself included, is this transition from gathering information, being outraged by information, and then shifting into this consolidation. What do I really need to know? Right? What do I really need to spend my precious energetic resources on? And what do I need to do to manage it within myself 
versus as I you know had mentioned before am I driving the car of my nervous system or is somebody else driving it for me and so something is as far away and as abstract and what feels unimportant on a day-to-day basis here wherever you are is whatever's going on in the Ukraine nuclear plant you know there's two things one direct hit and we're all radiated or it just goes away and we would never had we not known we never would have had to be upset about it and so I don't have an answer for you or anyone or for myself on what the right amount of information is when we're looking at news when we're reading headlines when we're allowing ourselves to understand that everything that we thought was real and true is probably not uh, I can tell you at the spiritual level that will be that is a never-ending process that the journey isn't to me to enlightenment the journey is to be able to endure what's real and what's true because it just never gets easier to look at but not everybody wants to be on that journey some of us just want to get through day to day and we all have a different place and purpose in the world but what we all have in common is our own personal energy management system and our nervous system is the driver and the driver is easily captured by this onslaught of media attention and scare tactics and you know a lot of people with really good intentions right are screaming from the rooftop uh, this is happening this is happening uh, and what that phenomena is is that when you learn something new and you feel like it's important a percentage of the population wants to share that information because now it has dawned on them this is important and so I'm screaming it from the rooftops and then a, a, another percentage of the population is like this is a way to make money so they're screaming it from the rooftops another percentage is this is a way to be famous and special and people will pay attention to me so they're screaming it from the rooftops another group is saying this is a way to distract and disempower people so they're screaming some version from the rooftops so you can see it's not just a simple equation about who's doing what why the only thing that's important for us is to ask ourselves what do we need to know in order to make good decisions going forward and what do we want to be responsible for in our own management of our energetic slash emotional response to it and you know the difference is is some of us are more left brain logical right brain feeling and so it's not a right or wrong response it's understanding our personal response and if we know that we are somebody who has a strong emotional reaction to to you know suffering then maybe we don't want to spend a lot of time looking at it you know you have to know about it in a little bit just so you're not supporting it right Uh, if somebody is doing bad things to children I want to know about it so I'm not investing in them with my money my time my attention my votes whatever but I don't have to know all the details because in my the way my brain works and even as I'm saying this I'm having a visual of something that was described to me that somebody did and I can't get rid of it and it's been haunting me for like two months now and so we have to be very careful you know a lot of times this stuff pops up into our awareness without knowing it so we also have to know how to find a way to 
dismiss it. And the only thing I've seen that really works is time and distraction. You know, there's moments where I have to just, I think I told you I listened to that podcast with these guys who just talk about really stupid things because I have to distract my thinking from the, I need the noise. You know, chanting works, uh, music works, read, we all have a different way to do it. Uh, I just really like the audio so I can, you know, fall asleep uh, without having my brain being engaged in my thinking system, which is getting harder and harder to turn off. I didn't used to have a lot of problems, but I'm having a real struggle, like so many people, to disengage uh, the stress of, you know, the day-to-day worries, the the proximity worries of your community, the world worries, the universal worries, you know, all these things that are just being bombarded upon us, uh, you know, mostly with this endless list of things that need to get done and what feels like an increasingly short amount of time to accomplish it. But the thing that popped for me this morning, like I said, when I was listening was endless outrage. And I just have been observing myself, uh, as you many of you know, I'm trying to do this uh, all animal based diet and uh, last week I was having some pretty positive changes and the, and the first one that I noticed was in the morning when I was doing my coffee and my journaling I had an internal sense of joy now that would usually disappear once I moved into my day and I got tired and overwhelmed and stressed out by the stuff I have to do. Uh, there's just a, a pain inside of me because I'm so tired I can't get things done. Uh, but it was, it sort of peaked last Wednesday when I was going down the hill to get my food supplies and grants. I was in such, I felt good. I was really happy. I had a very positive energy stream within me. And even, you know, after doing all that, which would normally like wipe me out, I came home and I was still okay. And I was, I was going around the corner and I had the dog in my hand and she I was carrying things and so she yanked on me which always you know is there that immediate no but what happens when I'm really tired and this is that ADHD and the dysregulation is I have a very powerful chemical uh, negative reaction inside there is a viciousness to it that is not normal which I didn't know but I've learned here in the last year or so uh, and that was gone like that didn't have that and that to me what was so profound about that was that nothing about the experience had changed except the chemical response I still said no as a correction but I didn't have that internal chemical flood that I can't manage right now because I'm so painfully tired. And then, you know, something happened on Thursday. I don't know what happened, and I've been sort of slowly working my way back since. But that morning joy I was having is gone. And, you know, the longer I get into uh, my life and my experiences and this intense fatigue I've had for so long now, the more I'm realizing that my fatigue and my energy lack of energy are the primary drivers of who I am uh, emotionally who I am in terms of what I can physically do who I am uh, at a social level who I am at a professional level uh, and who I am at a spiritual level and I don't like it that I am being 
managed by my own fatigue and so that's been really important to me to try to figure out is there anything I can do because this, it's debilitating and this really fascinating correlation with what's going on out in the world is we are being systematically dismantled from our energy sources our food is being taken away our money's being taken away and devalued uh, our uh, car fuel has getting too expensive although as a temporary reprieve uh, are um, you know not so much in America but in uh, Europe you know they're not their their home energy their gas the ability to stay warm uh, these are this is all energy just by a different name whether it's money whether it's oil whether it's just how you feel and it's all really out of the same pot and so I think that when we can understand what's happening to us personally and what we can happen to us globally that's that micro macro place that's so powerful that you know we can't control what's going on out in the big picture but when we understand it at the micro level we are becoming part of the bigger picture and so the price and cost of this and purpose of this endless outrage isn't doing anything that I consider helpful for my personal energy or for the world as a whole uh, you know I've mentioned it many times you only need to have people tell you one time that there's food scarcity coming for you to actually get the information and move forward but you know how many people have devoted their entire focus to just that one idea and they're out shouting it from the rooftops this is the problem this is the problem this is the problem this is the problem grow a garden this is the problem this is the problem bad globalists bad government bad China grow a garden this is you know food shortages food shortages food shortages I mean that none of that energetically is helpful and so it's it's really important to take all these obvious simple things that we already know and step back from the powerful powerful energy of endless outrage this humongous force that's dragging us forward which we probably can't can't stop I mean I think we're pretty much over the cliff at this point but we do get to decide how we're going to manage it within ourselves and you know my beginning days as a social worker I can still see myself stomping down a hospital somewhere you know my feet thinking if everybody would just take responsibility for themselves the world would have no problems and you know as a grown-up now I also know that that's never going to happen <laughs> uh, but it can happen for us individually and incrementally you know there's just no way to wake up and do hundred percent responsibility and you know this whole survival experience has taught me that I was you know continuing my journaling process and you know I'm too tired to get all my basics done you know and and how nice it would be to just turn on the water and have hot water come out of my faucet and to take a shower and to have a, gro a refrigerator full of food that was in one place and the lights just flipped on and you know everything that we take for granted that's one step in our domesticated world is like five to fifteen steps for me and so this is huge amount of energy and I you know I step back I'm like what was I thinking but I wanted to understand it 
And I still don't have the right answer to that because there's no way to not do it. So we have to be able to allocate a percentage of our energy to some version of survival. But how that looks you know, moving forward, I really just don't know. But I think what's more important than having the answer and the end place is us moving through the process of experiencing it and working with it within ourselves. And of course, that's where everything falls apart and people just like to yell and uh, be right, right? I'm special. I know the truth, right? But that's not what we're doing here. And so this endless outrage, it has a price and a cost to us personally and at the world level, but it has a very specific purpose. And I think the power lies in understanding the purpose of it isn't just to learn the truth. It's also to keep us from pursuing the truth that comes after that. And that's back you know, to the spiritual journey or at least to a constructive society is that you never stop at any single truth because there's always something else behind it always 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 and it's it's getting comfortable with the one that you hear and then moving forward and so getting stuck at the outrage level especially at the overwhelming enormity of what's happening in the world right now that is intentional to get you stuck and there's just no simple answer for that other than, you know, the decision to say, okay, uh, I'm willing to look at that. And that's, to me, the real power of the journaling experience. I don't know how you even do it if you're not writing these things down and giving yourself time and energy to think about it. And, you know, sometimes I think, oh, I just don't have time for this. But that's one of the reasons I get up in the dark and I do it before daylight because there's not much else I can do before daylight. And it's important to me it's the thing that makes me happiest in the world is understanding all this stuff uh, but I haven't figured out how to live it in such a way that there's not a cost and my cost has been not understanding the demands of energy and a lifetime of lacking it I've all even my even as a little kid I was low energy so I don't know what that means in the bigger picture not as a medical condition but as a spiritual uh, growth thing that has been one of my lessons uh, some people are like hyper they have tons and tons and tons of energy so I'm not saying that it's the answer to everything what I'm saying is that our work is to understand it uh, and we're really shifting the focus of the driving power to intentional and purposeful within ourselves we're driving our nervous system our car versus having our car driven for us so you got to love you know the the physical world parallel that's trying to take away our ability to drive our own car there's this movement right to get us individually off the road and in cities where we don't have to walk or in cars that drive for us so you know to me that's always the fun part is seeing how the physical world is showing us what our real internal work is and why don't we want to drive our own cars? Why don't we want to hold on to that freedom to be in charge of our own destination? So uh, 
this is just stuff to think about but the the takeaway you know that I really wanted to pass on to you is to just really think about this idea of endless energy I mean endless outrage and what's that doing to your own personal energetic experience uh, what is your nervous system doing is it depleting you or is it making your life better because those are really the only two ways to go forward or backward I and mean, we can only stay stalled out for so long before things deteriorate or we make a decision to change our mind so so these are the simple and big questions all at the same time uh, and it feels inconsequential in the face of the end of the world but we can't do anything about the end of the world we can do what we want or what we have control or management over in this moment and this time and you know I want to end with this is that you know I have a puppy and endless energy right just go 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 and she's moved into this thing now where she likes to play keep away and run away and she's so fast you know I can't catch her and I'm you know and I'm working really hard to not get aggravated because I have like almost no capacity to control my emotions at this time so yesterday with for whatever reason two times she just sat down and let me leash her back up she she gets out she gets away from me really fast uh, sometimes I let her off and sometimes I that was partly why I moved I got away from the road but um, for whatever reason she got away from me a couple times yesterday or I let her go but twice she's never never done this she sat down she looked all like defeated I'm not sure what was going on in her little brain but she let me leash her up and I you know I just had this huge like oh thank you thank you thank you there's a positive step forward and so you know these just these little tiny things that happen that are inconsequential if you think about yourselves as being a hundred years old but in that moment at that time that was extremely valuable and so I it's it's easy to lose focus of these basic simple things in the context of you know radiation nuclear event but if we let them go then we let this endless outrage control us and I don't want to be controlled I don't know about you but I don't enjoy having other people pull my strings including my little dog who's very good at it on certain days so with that uh, I'm gonna hope you have a super awesome day my plan is to be back on Friday with you uh, for a general message Saturday with a specific message for paid subscribers so if you are not a paid subscriber I encourage you to consider supporting this project because our goal is not to just be endlessly outraged about things we already know but to do the real work that I believe is our internal processes that affect our outside experiences and this is how we create change for ourselves we create change for the world uh, and we're just doing something good with our lives I think it's less important what we're physically doing out in the world I think who we are is the most important thing who we are with each other even more so and with you I, the ones of you that I know this you are awesome and I'm so glad that you're here and I deeply 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 appreciate you making this journey with me because I believe it's one we all have to make and it's really nice to have a little company I've gotten some really nice comments lately and emails and I just really appreciate you too so with that 
deep breath and I will see you next time.